0: Hi. This is uh, going to be a special edition of Driving Theology. You uh, can hear the rattle. I'm on a road, in a neighborhood, bumpy road, and my car rattling. I'm picking up Johnny Bailey right now for a special two-member podcast, and here he comes, Johnny Bailey. <laughs> Hey Johnny. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Good. We're recording. Already? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it'd be funny to get you a Sure. Car. Sure. Well, Johnny's here with his monster. Oh uh, yeah. His uh, big bag.
1: Yep. Green sunglasses. Green drink. Green sweater. Green shoes. You just gotta. You gotta be consistent. Green monster. Yeah. <laughs> green. Hey, that's a good nickname for you. Green, green monster. Green monster. Green monster. That should have been my biker name. <laughs>
0: All right, now I'm gonna pause. All right, you're on, man.
1: All right, so what are we going to talk about? What do you think? Well, there's a few things we could talk about, and last night I was thinking about it this morning and trying to think about, like, controversial, angry things to talk about. (laughs) Because that's what everyone wants, you know? Like, I was like, well, what's something that, like, you know, like, we could talk about that would possibly give people strong feelings? But There's a big elephant in the room right now, right? There is, there is. But also this morning, I just feel great. I'm happy this morning. It's a beautiful day. And, you know, I woke up this morning, I little like pretty good, took a shower, went to the store, took out the garbage, and just was like, wow, you know, thank you, Jesus, that your mercy is new every morning. There you go. And so, you know, I i mean, we could talk about that stuff, but I'm definitely not going to have the, uh, the venom I would have had yesterday. <laughs>
0: well, that's probably good. I, I uh, think it's it's maybe better to go into the difficult, you know, things without too much uh, vitriol. All
1: right. Well, then let's talk about uh, the Syrian refugee crisis. Totally. Crisis totally. in America right now. All right. You want to? Well, so lay it out. Um, to lay it out, there's a uh, there was some attacks in. Paris, France, some terrorist attacks that left, I believe, 128 people dead. Um, I thought originally it was 150, but it's close to 130 people dead uh, in five different locations. Um, Most people died in some kind of music venue. And ISIS took responsibility of it, and I don't know, I've been trying to do some research because... No one has actually outright... It's not been proven that it was a Syrian refugee. Right. But immediately after the attacks, because there's Syrian refugees in Paris, people were like, oh my god, the Syrian refugees... Like, they did it. Within minutes, though. So I was following this whole thing on social media, and for us here in Japan, it happened on Saturday, but for everyone in in the rest of the world, essentially it happened on Friday. So I'm following the events on social, on uh, Twitter and social media, and within 30 minutes of it starting to get out on the internet, people are already saying that it was a Syrian, right? A Syrian refugee did this, and I'm
0: like, we don't, we don't know that. I think they even said Syrian refugees. I, I think they assumed all of them were at first. Like we don't, we don't know that. Stop saying that. You're perpetuating
1: wrong right. information.
0: Right. And. uh... And, and there's been no trial up to this no. point, and you know Western society has been, you know, founded on the idea of you know innocent until proven guilty, and yeah. and all of these uh, good morals. Uh, so, but
1: out of that, um, Barack Obama pledged to. There's already a thousand, I believe, a thousand and seventy-five Syrian refugees in the United States, and okay. Barack Obama promised to. President Barack Obama, excuse me, promised that he would uh, raise that number to 10,000 refugees, right. um, which has a lot of people upset, saying that, you know, and thanks to Mr. Donald Trump, border security is like the number <laughs> one thing
0: to talk about. Well, and interestingly enough, America wasn't attacked this time. France was. And France, you know how many they're taking? How many refugees they're, they're still taking? Like, uh, I have no idea. A lot. More thirty thousand. I was going to say thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. They they have reiterated their commitment mm-hmm. to receive and care for 30,000 fa- 30, Syrian refugees. We're turning right on 293. Yeah, Even amidst the, uh, you know, the the, the aftermath of the death and you know bombs and gunshots still going off even yesterday. Yeah. You know they're still in the middle of this crisis. It's not over and they they're still committing to help in the crisis. And so the hard thing about this
1: is, is that uh, I, here we go, let's get political, I would consider myself a conservative. Honestly, I consider myself a conservative that probably leans heavily to the left, but I'm a conservative at heart. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever gotten into a fight with a liberal Like I was asking my wife, I was like, do I, am I a liberal? Did that happen? Because I only get into arguments with conservatives. Liberals, we just talk it out. Right. We talk about it, it works out. And I'm not a liberal. Again, I I don't want to be either. But like, man, like my conservative family members are saying things on social media that actually legitimately like make me feel like they're terrorists. As are mine. I'm just like, oh my God. Did you, yeah. Do you hear what you're saying? How is this any different? And so my, my criticism and my sadness is mostly with the American uh, church. These people who, uh, and I the examples I'm giving will be family members and friends of that. You know, I mean, I just didn't expect it from
0: them. You know, like, I just was so surprised. So it's been a big dividing issue in the, the divide uh, seems to be a right, exact right-left split, right? So even within Christians, and, and of course there are Christians on the right and the left, and I think both of us would, would be associated with the right because yeah. of our backgrounds. Yeah. But it really sim- seems to be, be really a dividing issue that Christians are are taking aside right away. Yeah. You know, people are not waiting to, to see how things turn out, and, and they're not really using cautious language. They're using violent language and it's 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 really surprising
1: and it's really just you know it's scary right and it's one thing like in my perspective on a lot of politics and stuff has changed over time as everyone's perspective should and it's one thing to be in america and and like talk about like the west going to war with the east but it's another thing when you live in the east to hear your friends in the west Right. talk all this crap, and it's just like, all right, America, calm down, for God's sake. You're not in, like, the hard thing is, is that technically, they're probably safer now because security's gonna be tighter. Right. And that threat isn't any more than it would have been, it's just that now, people are afraid.
0: Right. Right. And in this issue, the, you know, the the right has always been known for uh, backing up their points of view with scripture. Yes. Right? And they've yes. been criticized by uh, by the left for that. Yeah. Right? But in this case, and I think you've noted that as well, we the have left found, has more scripture. Right. <laughs> and and the right isn't even trying to use scripture. And in fact, when you ask them, you know, by what do you base these opinions, they say national security or common security, sense. common sense, or protecting my family, uh, or all of these things. You know, suddenly. It's a completely flesh-based position, you know, as opposed to spirit-based position.
1: And here's a good zinger for, you know, uh, you listeners out there. Common sense. You know, what does the Bible say about the wisdom of the world versus the (laughs) wisdom of God? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it's... I think we should have uncommon sense or want to uh, have uncommon sense. And it's a difficult situation because I believe as Christians that, you know, obviously, and as a Christian nation we should allow them in. Even if they're terrorists, even if a lot, like, here we go, Uh, NSA, if you're listening, I love America. (laughs) And, um, I'm just saying that even if they're bad people, even if some of them are terrorists, or even a lot of them, the, the moral thing and the the Christian thing, what Jesus would have done is let them in. Right. He cared for the broken. He cared for people that no one... Cared for. Jesus cared for the widows and the orphans and the and the sick people and and that's what followers of Jesus, that's what Christians are supposed to be doing, even to risk to themselves. Right. And right. part of what makes Islam such a uh, I don't know successful religion <laughs> in the sense of that they uh, they're growing exponentially and he. Okay, I'll just, yeah, okay. Um, that, makes that, that makes them successful. That makes <laughs> them successful is that they're willing to die for their beliefs. Right. Even a small number, a small right. percentage of them, but they, Muslims lay down their life for what they believe in. Yeah. And Christians, and I know... By that and large. By and large, I know that there are a lot of places where Christians are persecuted, and, I mean, we can look in China and um, in a lot of other countries, some in Africa the mostly, in. Asia, where Christians are killed for being Christians, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. But by and large, the majority of the Christian church is in the West, and they are not willing to uh, put their safety on the line. You know, like, they're not willing to die. And I would go as far to say that, you know, when we talk about the Great Commission, we talk about Jesus charged us with telling every tribe, tongue, people, and nation about him and that there would be Christians of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation, a lot of Christians are going to have to die in order for that to happen. And that, you know, to allow those tribes and tongues to come to us saves us a lot of money,
0: saves, you know, we can reach them there. And Right. Well, you know, you, you said that the uh, there are people in your family that are even surprising you by the position yes. they're taking on this. I. I I have a, a, a family member I would say a close family member who I was texting even this morning and he he put you know put a, a status thing up and he said if you met a muslim who said that they believed in the Quran and they believed that all people all the people who do not believe in Allah should be killed would you allow them into your home uh and you know I I had to say You know, first of all, that situation probably has never happened to you and and nobody ever introduces themselves that way. Yeah. Uh, This is a terrible hypothetical situation. Right. Right. Exactly. But, you know, I said, but what if you did, what if you did let them in? Yeah. Wouldn't that just change the way they look at Christians? Because the way Christians are reacting right now is perpetuating the beliefs the, the wrong beliefs they have of Jesus exactly. and of Christianity. Exactly. Or not of Jesus, actually, but just Christianity. Yeah. They actually have some pretty high views of yeah. Jesus, as, you know, we've talked about before. But, you know, it's just perpetuating this idea that we are the enemy mm-hmm. to Islam. Yeah. That, that Christians and Christianity is, uh, you know, having a war, making war on Islam. And man, from everything I've seen... Not not everything, but a lot of the stuff that I've of, seen that coming of... from the right. That's the kind of rhetoric that's out there. Boots on the ground. We got to get boots on boots the ground on the in the their ground, country. You know, war on Islam. Well, uh, you know, a religious test to let people into the country. Yeah. To America, a religious test to let people into the country. Uh, yeah. Yeah. they uh, even hear what
1: they're saying? A lot of that stuff is, and I understand the fear. I understand that. And I was talking with one of my family members and. She brought up, if Johnny, if my son, was hurt in a terrorist attack, would I feel differently about it? And, I mean, that is possible. I might feel differently, but even on a non-Christian perspective, I feel like the United States allowing these refugees in speaks a lot to the, Muslim, the international Muslim community. In the midst of all right. of that fear, if the government doesn't cave and allows them in, that is definitely a good gesture right. to the worldwide Muslim community versus just being like, no. I mean, at this point, I believe 31 governors of states have said that they will not allow Syrian refugees into their states. Including Including, your including state, Illinois, Illinois, which is the state that I am from. I'm from. From Wh- Missouri originally, I don't know what they've said. Which is funny, because I don't believe the governors actually have the power to do that.
0: Uh, not officially. Not officially, and, uh... Which is what, you know, I heard somebody say that they likened that to civil disobedience. The governors are taking a stance of civil disobedience using the rhetoric of people like Gandhi, uh, who helped the poor and tried to help the downtrodden. People like Martin Luther King, who was involved in the civil rights movement, of course, using their rhetoric to deny help to refugees. That that almost just made me wanna vomit. I yeah. mean, are you kidding me? It's and it's a really difficult. No, it's a really difficult situation.
1: I mean and then it's like, well, technically, yes, or well, I guess part of the part of the thing for me, right? And everyone everyone listening, all twelve of you.
0: We have <laughs> They're not they're there's, not, 12 yet. There's not twelve Five. In fact, Johnny here is my most faithful listener. listener. Um, yeah, thank um, you, Johnny. Not gonna listen to this one. <laughs> the um
1: <laughs> The hard part is, is knowing what your place is, I guess, right? So, I'm, I criticize Christians on not willing to take Syrian refugees for any reason, and I kind of feel, personally, that it's like, I was actually talking with a family member of Mike's on Facebook, and essentially it boiled down to that he's like, I, he's afraid to be killed for being a Christian because he's not a Muslim. Muslims will kill him because he's a Christian. And my response to that essentially was, well, there's good news. Jesus said a lot of really good things about the people who would lose their life because of him. So don't be afraid. Right. And, and that was just immediately breezed over. Like, just, okay, whatever. And, and I feel bad because I'm like, okay, if you don't believe this, if when your life is in danger and you're now not believing it, why be a Christian at all? Go live your life. Go swear, smoke, drink, have sex with whoever you... Go do whatever, because if you don't believe it, then why do you do it? Right. And, like, go enjoy yourself before, you know, your singular existence is over. And and so... But people are afraid of that, right? Like, and this is where our American nationalism doesn't line up with Jesus' teaching. Right. And I'm sure that there's lots of instances of that happening... But this is a really clear dividing line of that, like, okay, I have a choice. I can be a good Christian, or I could be a good American. Right. Because I hate to say, Jesus doesn't care about America's national security. Right. That's not. Jesus raises up all powers, all foreign power. Je- like God is the one who appoints that. That's what the Bible says, and that's. That's something we really have to come to grips with. You know, people would say Barack Obama and, you know, the American government created ISIS. I would go as far to say that no, they didn't. The Lord raised up ISIS. Right. And, you know, that's a really hard thing to accept. But you brought that's up before then, uh, Habakkuk. Oh, After yeah. About that. Habakkuk, Habakkuk, however you would like to say his name. That whole book is about... God raising up foreign powers to judge his people he tells Habakkuk that I, was, I raised up the Chaldean army and they're coming for you right. you know like that is a really unpopular message throughout time that a loving God that your fathers have worshipped for generations would say that I'm the one who raised up this army who's coming to get
0: you repent, turn to me all right, let's, let's, uh, let's take this to the, the, the point where, let's say, for argument's sake, and, and I think we both believe this, but many people don't think this situation is being allowed to happen by God. That this is something that he's using uh, to do something that has to do with his eternal purposes. Uh, you know, God in the past has often divided uh, people for the for the sake of separating his elect yes. from those who are on the road to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this happened, uh, of course, I guess you could say even Cain and Abel may have been the first that happened. Jews and Jews. Gentiles. Uh, you've got Jews and Gentiles. You've got Noah and everyone else. Yeah. Uh, you've got the remnant of Israel separated, the 7,000 separated from the entire nation. Uh, and God, believe it or not, is is he seems to be happy. Of course, he's always happy. He's God, but he seems to be happy with the remnant. He's okay with that. He's he's you know he's he's going to do his will regardless. Now the question is: Is this one of those moments? Are we in a flood moment, or the moment you know when Jesus uh, comes to the temple and faces the Pharisees for the first time, and they start rejecting him? Are we in a point where God is is separating the sheep and the goats once again, uh, making sure that His elect are, are a pure... Uh, well, that's... that's awesome. could be taken wrong, but... That they are set aside for His work. You know, that's that really is
1: possible. And also, I mean, look, ISIS kills more Muslims than they do Christians. That's something that we don't really... A lot of people don't think of unless you're one of those people that looks up... These kind of stuff on very, very strange internet websites that you possibly shouldn't be at. (laughs) And um, they kill a lot of Muslims, and ISIS has driven a lot of Muslims into the arms of believers. You know, like, a lot of Muslims have become Christians because of what ISIS is doing. So, I mean, God uses all of those things for good. And again, these Syrian refugees, I... It's like, oh, they're soldiers... There's soldiers infiltrating our borders. Oh my God, you know, guns, God, guns, and gasoline, you know, I don't know. (laughs) But on one hand, you know, there is a very strict process that these refugees go through to enter the country. Yeah. And then number two, I was actually just reading about it today. It takes months, right? It takes months. I was reading about it today. A senator who works with immigration or maybe some kind of state representative, I don't care. He was like, I want to clear the air here. And the first thing he brought up is that the Americans' policy on allowing refugees in is different than France. So yes, while they did get through in France, he brought up that first they have to go to an internment camp and they go through, they have to wait there for a few months while they're being interviewed and their stories being scrutinized and all of these things. And they have to have real reasons of fear. And a lot of them just actually go back to their home country by the time that the process is over their home country is safe then and they right. just go back. Right. And then, you know, after all of that interview process, they actually don't decide where they go because it's not a government organization that runs it. It's more like a UN organization, a non-profit organization that runs it right. So they can't
0: choose the country that they go
1: into? They don't choose the country they go into. The only thing that affects that is if they have family members currently in one of those countries as refugees, then they're more likely to go to that country. They have a better chance, but it's still not a given. It's not a given. right? And the country you end up going to is assigned to you, and and stuff like that. And so, a lot of people even, I mean possibly people listening will be upset, but I'm I'm going to let politicians do their jobs because, you know, as much as everyone likes to think that we could run a country better than Mm. politicians uh, I hate to break it to you but no you can't. Um, And you know what? That's their job for a reason. I'm not going to have a wedding planner come to my house and work on my plumbing because she's watched a couple YouTube videos and really thinks she knows what she's doing. (laughs) You know, like, and read a few articles about it. You know, like, no. Like, these these are politicians, and while we hate them and they're corrupt and, you know, they do stuff we don't want, you know what? I mean, they have a hard job. And, you know, like, if we don't trust them with their job, then we're not respecting that authority, right? right? Like, hey, guess what, everybody? We wanted Barack Obama in office. You know, sorry to say that. Guess what, everyone? We You voted those representatives in. I mean, whether or not you believe the system works, like, that's... It's not like they were appointed for us. And, right. and that's a really... So my criticism is more on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Personally, like, if you're a believer and you don't support these refugees coming into the country for any reason you really need to i would say remember who jesus is first off and who he said that we should be caring about you don't know no like we shouldn't be helping people who deserve it why because you know jesus didn't really help people who deserved it jesus didn't come for the healthy he
0: came for the sick right you know jesus cared for people that nobody cared for so to go back to what you, what you said about the uh, you know it's a, it's more personal with you that you want mm. I suppose what you're saying is you want Christians to make the right decision personally before yeah. they demand that of their government. Yes. I mean, so I think we can separate that. You know there there are two parts of this thing. Number one is the government going to allow refugees to come in mm. to the country in a reasonable fashion. Yeah. Nobody is saying not to try to separate criminals. No. I don't. I, I haven't heard anybody on the right or the left say that we shouldn't use caution in, in in receiving them. Right. We shouldn't put anybody in harm's way. They don't. And just, we shouldn't yeah. tempt anybody to to do anything wrong. Right. That you know. That's one part. Now, the part I'm worried about is once they're in the country. Mm. You know, once they're in the country, are you going to be a person who is going to be to be Jesus to these people you know as a as a professed believer in Jesus you know it's one thing for you to have a a national policy and like you said the government's going to do what they're going to do exactly and we can trust God to be active in that whole process and there are already Syrian refugees in the country and I have heard calls to send them back by the way yes to gather to round them up literally round them up thank you Donald Trump and send them back and it wasn't just Donald Trump uh, so, you know that That's one that, That's a two-sided coin to me yeah. You know You may have one national policy But when the rubber meets the road And you meet an actual Muslim And they need help, are you going to be there to help them? Well, and it's interesting
1: uh, My church in Chicago We were very closely uh, We had a close relationship with the Salvation Friendship Center Which is a place that, uh, you know, it's essentially a ministry that is a ministry specifically for Muslims, Hindus, and Sikhs, and they're just like a bookstore in that neighborhood, and they help kids with homework after school, they sell books, they have all kinds of activities, they host block parties, you know, it's it's like a community center. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that they talked about was that, you know, Muslim families, and like, you know, Middle Eastern families, one of them they were talking with, he's like, you know, I've been to, I've been in America for 11 years, and I've never been invited to an American's house. Wow. And that is, and I mean, uh, in America, obviously, we invite people over to our houses, that's a normal thing. Hey, come right. over for dinner. And so, yeah, like, nope, we, that's not where it says to go. It's okay, we're good. They, 11 years, I've never been invited to someone's house. And actually, so what happens, and this is, this is for, you know, people in America, if you want this not to happen, you can be a difference, right? Syrians coming into America, who's going to accept them? Other Muslims. Other Muslims will accept them, you know, other Middle Easterners will accept them. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to be trying to get into American society, learning English, um, going to schools and stuff. And if they're not treated well, where will they go to find people like them? Start going to the mosque, right? And then being at the mosque, you know, essentially we turn nominal Muslims into extremists. Extremists. We turn we change we change them into that because we drive them away. Right. Christians drive them away back to their brother, their Muslim brothers and sisters. And as they start to study and they st- they they get more into their faith because of that, which can lead to Muslim extremists. Right. And you know, if if we just weren't, if Christians just weren't afraid,
0: then that wouldn't necessarily be a problem. Interestingly enough, we're seeing more, I think, Christian extremists in this situation than oh. we are Muslim extremists. Now their weapons may be a little bit different, um, you know, more social media type stuff. But there have been instances of Christian extremists, which is I don't think that's a term. Is it? it's not a term yet, not yet. Christian extremists who are who are beating Muslims. It might it might be a term in uh, the Middle East. (laughs) (laughs) See that's that's my you know we've talked about my my problem with the term Christian because I think in the Middle East the term Christian does equal extremist in the same way that Islam or Muslim equals extremist Mm -hmm. in the psyche of the Christian. Yeah. Uh, And we would say that you know as Christians we would say they're wrong. About us Right, of course But we're would we we're, we're leery to say that we're wrong about them Well, and I'm going to get a little nerdy here
1: And I'm going to quote Lord of the Rings Alright So, in the second Lord of the Rings movie uh, If you watch the extended version You know, this. go watch Lord of the Rings That's Go watch the first one And then go watch the two towers, the extended And there's a part where Frodo and Sam They're watching the men from the south With the giant elephants come Mm -hmm. And they get ambushed by, you know, the Gondorians, and they kill them. And Faramir looks at one of the young guys, because they're like, you know, if you're not the enemy, like Frodo and Sam say, if you want to hurt the enemy, let us go. And Faramir essentially says, enemy, like, look at this young man. He's like, do you really think your cause was any less noble than his? I wonder what made him decide to go so far away from home. And fight in these battles? Was he forced to, or was it his own decision? And would he rather have stayed home? Wow. You know, you, you've seen that movie a couple I, of times. I've seen yet. that movie
0: a lot of times. That's not <laughs> the exact one. I've <laughs> oh, seen that movie Fir- a lot. Faramir is a great character who has a great journey in the course yeah. of that movie. Uh, and, and that is very much how I
1: feel about, you know, just Muslims in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that are they. My uncle said that I'm tired of what America's become if you threaten my family or anyone I care about, I will end you. Wow. I'm like, so how is that not exactly... Uh, yes, 800 meters. Yep. How is that not exactly how Muslims in the Middle East feel? Yeah. They're literally being occupied by foreign powers. They've mm-hmm. got other countries all up in their business all the time. And, and people are dying. Right. I, I, it's not that I don't support uh, France's retaliation to the attacks by the bombings that they've done in Syria, but innocent people live in Syria. By definition, a a terrorist organization is not allied with one country. You know, you can't, like, people are like, we need boots in the ground in their country, and it's like, well, hey, check it out, guys. Um, That's like saying you're declaring a war on Apple and you need boots on the ground in their country. Like, well, Apple's in a lot of countries. Right. I mean, I mean, right. yeah, they're headquartered in the
0: United States, but they've got a lot of stuff going on in China. Well, even ISIS, right? The name, uh, one of the I's and one of the S's. I don't know how it works out. One means Iraq, one means Syria. So even ISIS is, yeah. you know, claiming two, two different uh, sovereignties. Yeah,
1: and so. and so I mean, if you're a Christian, just love the refugees love Muslims and if they kill you, Jesus, I mean, the promise that comes to my head is, you know, if you try to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. Right. And and that's a really hard message. And it's really easy for me to say that living in a country that is currently not accepting Syrian refugees and currently does not have a large population of Muslims. But I grew up in a city that had a lot of Muslims. I grew up around a lot of Muslims and had Muslim friends. And, you know, I mean, what I keep coming back to is they're just people. Right. Just like us. Yep. You know, and Jesus loves those people. And it's really hard to see people
0: endorse meeting violence with violence. And I'm, I'm well, not and so... Oh, the sorry. violence aspect, right? So we would say that Islam is a... Country that has a goal to take over the world by force, if necessary, right? But I think if you would look at Christianity, we would say Christianity is a religion that has a goal to take over the world. The difference is how, right? How now, Christianity? We're supposed to go into all the all the world and make disciples, teaching them to obey all that Jesus commanded us. So, by definition, Christianity is to be a peaceful. Spreading of the kingdom of God, and one day it will, we believe, engulf the entire world. Right? right? Uh, Islam has the same goal, but they they are okay with using violence. If I'm not misquoting the Quran, uh, it's uh, debatable. It is debatable, <laughs> right? But that anyway, that's our view of, of Islam, right? <laughs> that they are they are violent, and we are not, yeah. and that's our problem. And yet, we are violent. We are becoming the violent ones in this in this you know situation. We are we are becoming exactly what we say we reject. Right.
1: Well, it's different because the army is different than suicide bombers. Not not really. Oh right, right. Not really. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I mean, guns are guns, bullets are bullets, and dead people are dead people. You know, like that's kind of it's all the same thing. Dead. So so it's hard because right. Warfare's changed. Dead soldiers are one thing. But, you know, killing innocent people, innocent Muslims, you know, that's not okay. It's not okay for ISIS to do it. It's not okay for America to do it for quote unquote
0: national security. Right. And I believe we've already done enough of that. I mean, you know. And here we're not even talking about the, you know, the war aspect. We're talking about the people fleeing war. Are we going to be Jesus to these people? Are we going to to be, you know, agape uh, and love them unconditionally, you know? My wife already talks about trying to adopt
1: Syrian kids, and it's like, you know, like, I mean, I kind of am like, uh, no way, but that really is what would make the difference. Adopting right. Syrian refugees, or Syrian uh, refugees, orphans. Orphaned kids who their parents are died, who's going to take care of them? You know, and to say, you know, Jesus loved people who could not give him anything. Jesus cared for the lowest people in society. And no offense to Syrians or anyone else, but is there worldwide, is there anyone right now
0: who would be lower in society than a Syrian refugee? Uh, no, because of the media media coverage. Thank, I think, thanks, CNN. I think they are the lepers right now. Yeah, thanks, thanks uh, CNN and Fox News. Yeah, so you know, they're seen as potential death yeah. uh, to anybody who accepts them because of the... You know the, the media coverage and, and you know what was blown out of proportion about like you said in the beginning that one of the one of the uh, bombers was bombers a Syrian. The, the terrorist was a Syrian, which we we have not yet proven. Yeah, it's not. And yet we're already moving on national uh, policy as if that's true. Right. And and here's
1: the thing. Okay, and people who are getting upset. There are two things that have not been proven. That the bomb, any of the bombers were Syrians. And that any of the bombers were refugees, period, or both Syrian refugee. Like none of that's been proven. Sorry, like as much as we would like to speculate on that, I mean it, the speculation is about as it, it's not accurate. It's like speculating if Elvis is still alive.
0: It's just not. You can right. say whatever you want, but that doesn't make it true. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. All give right. me a, give me a bottom line, Tony. What do you, what well, do you think is the the way to go for those of us? The, you know, a lot of us have decided, right or yeah. left. But what about those of us in the, in the middle? You know, what do we need to think about? Well, in the middle, I would say... Or undecided, or, I would say that. Or undecided, or on the left, or on the right,
1: everyone. You know, we need to let the government do its job. Because that's not your job. Unless you're a government official in which please do your job. And, you know... If you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, I honestly could really care less about what you do, like the American government. But if you're a believer, if you're a believer, you need to think about what would Jesus do? You know, don't talk about common sense. Don't talk about national security. Like, Jesus wants me to protect my family. It's like, you know what? Actually, Jesus asked Peter to quit his job when he had a wife and probably kids to follow him. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe Jesus... In, I'm sure God wants you to take care of your family but maybe not the way you think right maybe that looks different than how you think it does but really if you're a believer I mean look at his example look at read the Gospels again and and look at who Jesus cares for right what what does he say and and read it and where where are you in those stories are you are you? Jesus' disciples, or are you more like Pharisees? I mean, and I say that knowing full out that I am more like a Pharisee most of the time. I'm not saying that I'm not. And, you know, and you need to make your decision based on that. And this is where... This is where the rubber meets the road, okay? You're a Christian. You've been a Christian your whole life. You love Jesus. You went to youth group when you were a kid. You go to church every Sunday, or you don't. But, you know, this is where... You know, it's not convenient anymore. This is where it's gonna hurt. If you're, if Jesus is wrong, it's gonna hurt. You know, and and this is God is gonna see this. That's the the only. That's what I would encourage you with. God is gonna see the decision you make and where you stand by it, whether or not something bad happens. Whether or not any of the refugees turn out to be terrorists, whether or not the United States allows them in or not, the way that you decide how you feel about it and what you tell people, God is going to see that. And please
0: make the right decision. Alright. Well, let's leave it there and uh, again, thanks to the the two or three of you who have been listening to us so yep, far. Yep. Uh, thanks, if, Mom. If there's anything that you, you're finding that that is good in what we're doing uh, tell your friends spread the word and uh, we'd love to hear comments Uh, I've got a Facebook page now Driving Theology Mm. Uh, you know leave a comment there I don't think anybody has to date yet Um, but uh, anyway yeah thanks a lot Johnny no problem have a good day we'll do this again bye I love you